appreciate Brother Samford. What a beautiful job he done yesterday morning and even last night. We love him, appreciate him when we come. He knows he has a liberty in this pulpit. Praise God to preach the word. You're going to help him preach tonight? Put your hands together and welcome to Bendale again tonight. Appreciate you, brother. Praise the Lord. My, my. A willing vessel becomes a vessel of honor. Meat for the master's use. I want to be that willing vessel. I want to follow through with it. I want to continue with it. I don't want to get started with it and then stop. I mean, he wants to finish the journey. Is it possible to feel like this on a Monday night? Amen. Now, we know your pastor is feeling something. My, 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 there's electricity in this place. I'd like to eat some of them taters he was eating tonight for supper or something. Hey, man, I'm telling you, he, he's plugged in. And I hope I'm plugged in. We're in a mess if I'm not. <laughs> but I feel like I am. And uh, it's been an honor to be here, always an honor. I know you're standing and it's Monday and a lot of you have worked today. Some of you didn't hit a lick of the snake, but uh, we'll take you in consideration too. But there, there's, there's a lot of folks here that's tired and rightfully so. And, and uh, Hebrews chapter 13, and uh, appreciate this church very, very much. Been preaching here for many, many years and uh, it's always been a, an open invitation, and, uh, and I appreciate that very much. And, uh, and uh, this church is very, very conscious and, and kind to evangelists, and uh, we appreciate that very, very much. Appreciate your kindness to, to me and also my son. And uh, I don't have to speak for other evangelists, even my son, but I, I'll just go ahead and say I know they appreciate it too. I'm sure they've expressed that multiple times here. And uh, this church makes tremendous sacrifice. This is a giving church. But it's also a receiving church. Because as long as a person gives, there will always be something to give. Because whatever you send out comes back. In fact, there's more that comes back than what you send out. That's the law of the harvest. It's in the natural and also in the spiritual. You reap more than you sow. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, by him, therefore, let us offer, everybody say offer, the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. I'll announce my subject momentarily. I'm going to let you be seated. Everybody say, God bless his word. I don't think it was just happenstance or I don't think we just got lucky that they started this service tonight with a song about praise. Well, God has a way of just bringing everything together and proving unequivocally that uh, we're going in the right direction and that we have heard from the Lord. And that our subject matter tonight is what needs to be preached. I think that we all know and believe that praise 
is the prelude to power. Holy Ghost power. Dunamis power. Praise is not optional. I'm warming up, so just hold on. I'll say it again. Praise is not optional. It's not something you could just take and leave. But it's an imperative. Jesus said, they that worship me must worship me in spirit and truth. The word must is an imperative, so it's not optional. It's an imperative. We must. It's a mandate. And when we start praising him, the Holy Ghost begins to move. It's not optional. In fact, it's a requirement for everyone. To understand the power and the purpose of praise is to know that praise can change the way that we live. And it can change the way that we think. There's just something about an approach to an apostolic service. There is an expectation that it doesn't really matter who sings or what they sing. It doesn't matter who preaches or maybe even the subject matter. The only thing that matters when we get together, suddenly there is an atmosphere created that becomes conducive for signs, wonders, and miracles. Why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So praise can change the way we think and the way that we live. And it also changes how we have church. The writer of Hebrews talks about sacrifice, but he also talks about praise. In fact, the terms or the words sacrifice and praise might seem to be total opposites. We think of sacrifice as offering something at great cost to ourselves. But praise, on the other hand, sounds joyous. It carries with it connotations of glee and gladness. They seem to be total opposites, the two. But in the spiritual realm, I want to call to your attention that praise and sacrifice are intertwined. They're forever connected. Praise is about God's worthiness to be adored in spite of what we are dealing with in life. I'm going somewhere. It does not change the value of God regardless of what we're going through in this life. The everyday struggles that we all have to go through does not diminish His worthiness. It does not alter His value. I'm reminded of the words to an old song, and it is old. It says you can have a song in your heart in the night. After every trial, after every mile, anyone can sing when the sun is shining bright. But what you need is a song in your heart in the night. In other words, praise is not predicated by one's predicament. Circumstances are situation. The writer of Hebrews talks about the sacrifice of praise that is to be offered, watch this, continually, meaning perpetually. This type of praise, I want to remind us tonight, is not a fair weather offering. But it's an offering that we give God in every circumstance. 
David apparently had that revelation when he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. No, he's not on an ego trip. He's not being arrogant. He's not a prima donna. He just settled it a long time ago. Whether I'm high or low, whether I'm full or empty, whether I'm well or sick, whether I'm on the mountain or in the valley, whether things are going my way or things are moving against me. He said, I settled it as a shepherd boy on the backside of the desert uh, tending to my father's investments. Uh, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. Uh, and if you do that, there's going to be times uh, it's going to be a sacrifice. Praise. I wonder before I go any further if somebody would lift their voice and lift their hand. I don't know if you're on the mountain or in the valley. I don't know if you've got plenty of money or you may have fallen on hard times financially. I don't know the condition or your health, but I know one thing. There's a sacrifice of praise, a spirit of sacrifice and praise that's moving into this house that says it doesn't matter where I am in life. He's worthy he said I'm going to bless the Lord at all times now let's get real and honest I'm sure David would agree with all of us that that's easier said than done we can shout about it and then not live it we can name in the preacher and then when trouble comes we panic I mean, we'll shout it, we'll run the aisles, we'll turn a pew over, we'll get all sweaty. Some of you might perspire, break a sweat, get a little crease or wrinkle in your garment, your trousers, your drawers, your skirt, whatever. But I got news for you. It's easier said... It's easier preached than practiced. It's easier to sing than it is to incorporate it into your lifestyle. But I believe that David got a handle on it. David, I believe, perfected it. And if David can do it without the Holy Ghost, I think there's some folks in this house with the Holy Ghost that says, I can step up to the plate because great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I will not let my sadness silence my voice. I may be down, but I can still dance. I may be emotionally drained, but there's a spirit, a resurrection praise that's coming forth. Not from a mountain, but from a dungeon or a valley or a prison of sorrow. I'm going to offer to God a sacrificial praise. And I'm sure even David had his moments when it was a challenge to back it up, to really praise God in every situation. Let's get real. Because of life's difficulties, it's not always easy to do it, to praise. That's why it's called the sacrifice of praise. Anyone can offer praise from a mountaintop of blessings. When your pockets are full, when you've got a good job, your wife's acting right, your husband has turned over a new leaf, your kids are acting civil, amen, you got prospects, you got opportunities, doors are opening, life's great, you're thinking about buying that new car, hello, 
But it's not always that way. There are times when it turns completely around. Now, we preached about a turnaround in the positive, but there are some turnarounds in the negative. I do believe things can go from bad to better, but let's get real. There are seasons in life that things go from bad to worse. Hello? And if it wasn't for bad luck, there just seemed to be no luck at all. Ooh, despair and agony on me. Boy, we can sing that song loud and clear. But what are you going to do when that season moves in? What are you going to do when life becomes anything and everything but easy? Nice. Convenient. Accommodating. I pose this question tonight to every one of us. Is God less deserving? Is He less deserving of our praise when I'm having a bad week? A bad day when everything seems to be spiraling out of control. When the enemy has come in like a flood and the enemy has surrounded me. And on every front it seems like the enemy is poised for a diabolical attack. What are we going to do then? To praise God in those times requires a personal sacrifice. I'm talking about a personal commitment, a mindset, a determination that says my praise will persevere in spite of the negative. My praise will rise to a crescendo in spite of the problem. To praise Him in those moments requires a personal sacrifice. And apparently David understood that because he didn't just say that he would praise God continually in all things. But he went on to say from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sun. In other words, it's going to be 24-7. His name is to be praised. I can't find one place in Scripture when I can take a pause, when I can take a break, a praise break, and I just become silent, methodical, uninvolved. Amen? Whether I feel anything or not, God is still deserving. And when you can praise God when you don't feel anything, that's out of duty and responsibility and dedication and sacrifice. It ain't hard for us to run these aisles when it moves on us. But what are you going to do on a Monday night when everybody's war slap out? But I got news, you're doing real good. But I got news for you, somebody is about to take you to a high praise dimension and said, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and sink and soak and pout and doubt. I may be in a world of hurt, but preacher, I have been challenged by the Word of God to offer to God a sacrifice of praise I'm talking about when it's not easy when it doesn't make a lot of sense he was saying in the good times and the bad I'm going to bless the Lord because you got to understand the sacrifice of praise comes from a humble heart that's been purified by fire oh we don't like the fire but you see Something happens when we praise Him in the fire. It rises from a spirit that wants to honor God in spite of the pain that life is causing some tonight. 
And David expressed this in Psalms 51 when he said, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. God will not despise. I'm preaching. How many want to know my title? Here's what I'm preaching. Here's my title. I want to preach about an offer. God can't refuse. He talked about offering to God a sacrifice of praise. Now it's noteworthy. It's a victory. It's a positive to worship God at any time. But he's talking about a sacrifice of praise. Whether it's praise or a sacrificial praise. But there's just something about it just carries more weight. As the hippies would say in the 60's, it's heavy. It's got a punch. It's powerful. It just seems to impress God a little more. When you offer Him a praise and there's trouble in your life. And you just got a bad report. And you prayed and your wife is still sick. And you fast and you're getting worse physically. You pray for lost loved ones and if anything, it seems to be going in the other direction, trending into an area of total devastation and defeat. And yet something in you rises up and says, you know what? In spite of my dilemma, I'm going to give God praise. In spite of the pain and the problem, in spite of my disappointment, God is no less... I'm talking about offering him a sacrificial prayer. It is an offering. It's an offer that he will not refuse. He talked about it. Paul, the offer, the sacrifice of praise. I want to challenge every person in this building to make God an offer. He can't refuse. Hello? Amen? Oh, we ain't starting out too good. Some of you done give all you can give, I guess. Hello? I'm not against praying around the altar, but you'll wear us out around here. Well, my God, here comes another. And another. And another. Y'all get to singing something. They're still coming. And another. That's what it's about, folks. Don't ever apologize. That has a role. It has a part and a place in church. But my Bible says, you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Some of you have recovered. Some are recovering. But whether you've recovered or you're in a recovery mode, somebody ought to take him up on what the good book says. Somebody needs to give him an offering tonight. It's an offer he will not refuse. He just cannot turn it away. He cannot reject it. How do you know? Because he inhabits the praises of his people. 
If you've got faith that preachers anointing you with oil will make a difference in your life and it will, then I want you to know you need to get a revelation that you don't need to just sit there and sink and soak and not move and not respond and not lift a voice or lift your hand or get to your feet. I'm talking about when it's not easy. It's no big deal when it comes easy and everybody's a shouting and you got one of those blowout services but when you have to struggle in your own flesh you're tired you don't feel good you got a headache there's problems at home but something in you says you know what he's still deserving I'm going to give him a sacrifice of praise So I'm challenging you to make God an offer he can't refuse. I'm talking about praise. He knows where you are. He knows if it's no big deal for you to praise God because that's just kind of how you are and who you are. That's your makeup. That, you know, people well, just overlook them. That's just, you know, who they are. They can't help themselves. Preacher can preach on Jesus well and they're going to run the aisles and shout. Doesn't matter what he preaches. They're just emotional. God bless them. Thank God. We still got... Do you think for one moment that everybody that gets up and shouts and responds and gets to their feet are on the mountain and life is good and perfect? Oh no. Many times the people that respond the most are the people that's going through the most. And it's people that God has brought them through the most. And their praise is what kept them living and alive and vibrant and connected to another world. Don't talk about how much you love God when you got plenty of money and you're healthy and all is well. I want to know is there anybody in here that's got some pain in your body? Anybody in here that's down? Anybody in here that's struggling with stress? That's the time to praise Him. That qualifies as a sacrificial praise. Start praising him from that vantage point. And honey, I got news for you. He'll come to you. I got Bible for what I'm preaching. He inhabits the praises of his people. He lives, he dwells, he resides. That's God's address, Psalms 22 and 3. He inhabits the praises of Judah. Judah means praise. You can be seated. You're doing exceptional on a Monday night or any night for that matter. You're probably doing better than I am, but I'm trying. You talk to somebody. If you feel like you're having a hard time finding God, start praising Him and He'll find you. If you're in a dark place in your mind and it seems like you're in a corner somewhere in obscurity and nobody knows and it seems like nobody cares and you're, you're trying to find God and you're crying out and there's no answer and it seems like the whole world's pitted against you and you don't know where God is I got news for you if you'll give Him a sacrificial praise I'm talking about hey God I don't feel what I want to feel I'm not seeing what I want to see I don't have the answer I don't know the outcome but you know what I'm going to praise you and when you start doing 
doing that. He'll come to you. He'll find you. He'll put his hand on you. He'll change your spirit. He'll give you joy. He'll make a deposit of victory in your soul. I'm talking about an offer that he cannot refuse. Oh, somebody ought to praise him. Being fought on every side, but go ahead and praise him. That's a sacrifice of praise. But preacher, I'm down. Go ahead and praise him. Somebody's going to bless the Lord in spite of it all. If you're having trouble finding him, if you're having trouble having a breakthrough, if you're not feeling what you want to feel, just go ahead and say, you know what, here goes. Hallelujah. Anyhow. I'm down, but hallelujah anyhow. I don't feel good, but hallelujah anyhow. My money's funny, and my change is strange, but hallelujah anyhow, preacher. Anybody got a hallelujah, the highest form of praise? Anybody feel like God's coming to you? Does anybody feel like the Holy Ghost is settling on you right now? Somebody needs to shout, God is good. Take that, devil. It's been a tough year, but hallelujah anyway. Anybody got any health issues? But hallelujah anyway. It's amazing how fast... You can fall from a mountain and end up in the valley. One moment your health is good and boom, suddenly sickness moves in. You know, I used to preach until May. I used to preach. Don't have low blood pressure. Don't have high blood pressure. I just got pressure. One out of three ain't bad, but the list grew. Now I can't say that. You can be seated. I was in Texas and got got to feeling bad. I was in a revival and had a lot of pain in my body. And uh, I finally get home and and I'm not feeling good. In April of 83, the Lord healed me of high blood pressure. I was a young man. I used to lift weights and I would jog and walk, stayed in pretty good shape. Got to having headaches at 18. Some doctors said borderline blood pressure. By the time I was 20, it would go up and it was more than borderline. Want to put me on medication? I said, no, I'm going to trust the Lord. If I get on, I probably own the rest of my life. He said, it's hereditary. He said, you know, sometimes you just can't help it, it's hereditary. I preach and I get these headaches, break out in a cold sweat, get nauseated, just get sick. But in a revival in 83, I got through preaching, I got sick, my head was hurting, I had the preachers to pray for me. God instantly, and I'd been prayed for before, but God instantly that night healed me. And for over 38 years, no problem. No problem at all. And then... When I got home from Texas, I told my wife, I said, 
I'm having these bad headaches. And I said, if I didn't know better, I'm having flashbacks. I, I remember those headaches years ago when I was having blood pressure problems. She said, well, you, you don't have blood pressure problems. She's a nurse. And, and, uh, and went, went to bed that night. And God showed me in a dream that it was my blood pressure. I get up Saturday morning with a terrible headache. Went to bed with one. Got up Saturday morning with a terrible headache. I told my wife, I said, it's my blood pressure. Well, no, you don't have I said, well, the Lord showed me in a dream. I said, check my blood pressure. She checked it. It was real high. She said, what is going on? You're not supposed to. I said, I've been having these headaches for about a month. Hadn't felt good. She had to go somewhere for a couple of hours, and it was Saturday. When she left, about 30 minutes after she left, it got bad. Felt like I was about to have a stroke. So when those wrist monitors, I put it on. <laughs> you know, you, if you get a high blood pressure reading that's extremely high, it'll play with your mind. You, you can be calm, cool, and collect. But when it reads 247 over 137, your nerves start bothering you a little bit. I said, that can't be right. I checked it the second time. Same reading. Checked it the third time. Same reading. I mean, I looked in the mirror. I'm red face. I broke out in a sweat. I'm sick. Don't feel good. I'm dizzy. But it being Saturday, all the clinics are closed. It's going to be a while before my wife gets back. So I get dressed and I drive to the emergency room. First time I've ever done it. And I get in there and they start running a battery, a bunch of tests. And they thought, man, they checked my blood pressure. And it, was, it wasn't that high, but it was still very, very high. And uh, it was stroke level almost. They thought I was having a heart attack or a stroke or something, and they started running all kind of tests. And, and uh, he said, I think it's your heart. I said, well, you're the doc, but I don't think so. But uh, later on, I was there all day. Later on, I'm going somewhere. Finally, he come in, and he said, it's not your heart. He said, a person that has hypertension for any length of time at all, the walls of the heart will show a thickening. He said, your heart's normal. The walls are not thick. You show no signs. You've ever had high blood pressure. But it's high. Something's going on. And uh, they ruled out everything else, just blood pressure problems, and put me on a low dosage, and a week follow up with your doctor. And it was up and down, up and down, up and down. And I've never been on any prescription medicine. And he told me, he said, people your age has never been on any. They have a hard time adjusting. And I was sick. I had to cancel revival after revival. I was dizzy. I was having headaches for a solid month. Couldn't get rid of them. I was almost incapacitated. And, uh, but look at me now. But there for about two months, it was rough trying to get medication right adjusting and just sick and having to call and cancel and that's why I need that million dollars and and because uh, I had to do a lot of cancellations and uh, that that plays with your mind and you know because it's kind of like the bumper sticker I read one time 
I owe, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. I owe, I owe, I owe, so I call preachers. Hello, it's what God called me to do. It ain't all about money, don't miss. But I'm going to tell you, you can get so sick that you ain't worried about a dollar. You just want to get better. You want to get well. And all that other stuff, you, it, it, don't, it don't even factor in anymore. And, uh, but I uh, managed to finally start preaching a little bit and I'd get sick and, but, but the last two months I've been feeling fine check my blood pressure and it's good I'm on a low dosage went to my doctor and he, he said here's the deal and I, I shared my testimony he said I believe in healing but he said you were almost 23 and now you're 61 and with age, I said, with what? <laughs> with age comes medical issues. He said, it's just the facts of life. And he said, that's one of the prop. The second thing with you is hereditary. And then he, he asked me a third. He said, what about stress? What about extreme stress? I said, oh yeah, we all got that, don't we? Anybody got kids? Ain't talking about the good ones. The ones that's living right. The one that wants to live like the devil. Don't want to do right. And it's been building for years. And it just, but God's always give us a balance. And, but, but, but unbeknowing, I mean, it's doing damage. And, and you get up and preach. I had a guy to call me out the other day. And pre I was preaching for him. He said, this priest that God spoke to me. He said, you're preaching. You're preaching. You're preaching. But you, you're preaching with a wounded heart. He said, you have been wounded by somebody in your family. But he said, you still preach. Amen. That's a sacrifice of praise. Because it's easy to get them to tell everybody else. Preach from a mountaintop and never, but, but when you can, and a preacher told me many years ago, he said, if you preach long enough, he said, right now you're young, you've really never been through a trial, you've never, you've never experienced a loss, and you just get up and preach faith, faith, victory, victory. He said, but if you live long enough and preach long enough, there will come a day you will preach from the valley. And some of the greatest messages have been born out of real life situations. But you know what? Like David, it doesn't matter if we're on the mountain or in the valley. If we're well or if we're sick, God is still God. He's great and He's greatly to be praised. And I'm not going to let my praise be dictated by how I feel, what I'm going through, where I am in life. Everybody in here's got a story to tell. Somebody's breaking your heart. A child has went astray and you carry that wound and you carry that scar and you carry that burden and that heaviness is with you every day. But you know what? You still come in here and you offer God praise. And when you leave, you serve the Lord as if everything is perfect. I'm telling you right now. Let's give God something right now. Let's make Him an offer. Let's offer to Him some praise. Whether things are good or whether things are bad. 
God is still God. I can say for all of us, God's never left us. He's never forsaken. Why don't we stand to our feet? I've preached long enough. I wasn't even going to tell that little story about myself. It's not about me. But you know what? I'm glad to tell you that God is the healer. I'm sure medicine is doing good. I'm just going to be honest. I don't care if it's medicine or miracle. You just want to get better. You want to recover. You want to get back to the way things used to be. You want to feel good. Musicians come. I preached for a guy not long ago out of state. And he's I think 9 or 10 years younger than me. And he's had a lot of health issues. And we were sitting at a restaurant and he looked across the table at me. He said, Brother Sanford, been knowing him for years. I used to preach for his dad when he was just a teenager. I was in my 20s and he was about late teens. And, and he looked at me, he said, I'm 51 years old. And he said, I never feel good anymore. He said, I make it through the day. I, but he said, I couldn't tell you the last time I have felt good. That's a lot of people's story. But God is, that's why it's put in here. I'm going to shout anyway. I've got a hallelujah anyway. You may have problems at home, but shout hallelujah anyway. Problems on the job. Problems with your finances. Problems with your health. No, we're not glorifying and giving credit to all of that junk. But in spite of all of that, in spite of the darkness, in spite of the interference, in spite of the struggles, in spite of the pain and disappointment, I want to stay the course. And I want to be a David that says I'm going to bless the Lord anyway. That's a sacrifice of praise. Why don't we gather around this altar as they begin to sing and somebody offering a praise he will not refuse. Aha! I said it to begin with, praise is the prelude to power. See us lift your hands and praise Him anyway. God's working it out. Here's the Word. He's turning it around while you praise Him. I can't explain it. I don't have the intellect. I don't have the vocabulary. I just know by experience and so do you that what goes up must come down. When we start praising Him vertically, stuff starts breaking out horizontally. If you'll praise Him, if you'll send some praise up, send up the vapor of praise, He'll send down the showers of blessings. That's just how it works. Go ahead. Find you. He'll step into your valley. He'll 
He'll step into your darkness. He'll get in your trouble. He'll keep you, sustain you. This is why. He'll empower you. We've come a And then He will bring you out. He'll bring you forth. All tonight. You've got a right to shake the fire. We've come to tear down strongholds. Go find the devil. Go tonight. We've got a right to shake the foundation. Oh, glory. This is right. We've come to tear down strongholds. Go find every devil in Jesus' name. Go tonight. march around here one time yeah, yes God is working it out God is meeting the need God knows I'm only calling out those that God moves on me shows me I'm not in the guessing game I'm not shooting in the dark I'm telling you I believe this church is blessed with sacrificial praisers and because of that God has went before you and he's making crooked places straight he's fighting your battles be made whole I curse this pain this arthritis be gone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ he looked at the high in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, praise your trouble away. What do you mean? God will come to where you are. And he'll do in that situation what you cannot. I feel victory in the house. I feel that turnaround. I feel that breakthrough. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Joy's coming. Joy's coming. Joy's coming again. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil's in trouble when people will praise him in their pain, in their sadness. When they start sacrificing. When you don't feel like it, when it makes no sense, when it looks like, if anything, you're losing. But oh no, when you start praising Him, the tide turns. You begin to win. You begin to win when you praise Him. There's power, delivering power. In the sacrifice of praise. 
we've come this to do. We've, we've come to tear down. Find the devil. Oh, tonight. We've got a right to shake the foundation. Oh, glory. Glory. This is what we've come to do. We've come to tear down. Oh, find the devil. Oh, tonight. We've got a right to shake the come to do I've come to tear down I've come to bind every devil in Jesus name you've got a right glory this is what we've come to tear down bind the devil in Jesus name we've got a right to shake the down to give you praise don't cause tonight we've got a right to shake the ground oh praise I've come to praise because the Lord is worthy oh he's so worthy oh he's worthy we've got a right moving out of the way but I feel the Holy Ghost tell me right now we need to take dominion and authority over stress unnecessary worry 
There's some folks in here, you're at a breaking point. Holy Ghost just showed me. Stress to the end almost. Lift your hands right now. In spite of what I'm going through and how I feel and the stress and the pressure and the panic that I'm encountering and the anxiety, I praise you. And while I'm praising you for who you are, I'm praising you for what you've done. I'm also claiming and believing that you are depositing into my spirit love, power, and a sound mind. God is lifting the stress, the anxiety. Bible says be anxious for nothing. Well, does anybody feel like that worked? We're not just going through the motions. I'm not telling anybody to do anything, but if you believe that it worked, you are to go a little further. Instead of... If you've been waiting to shout, now's the time. Shout now. Leap for the joy of the Lord now. Rejoice in the Lord now. Give Him praise now. I feel a breakthrough coming in our minds, our spirit, our health. Sis, God's touching your mind, your nerves. God knows the weight, the stress. I want you to walk one time around here. Come on, pastor's wife. This is not for show. God's doing it. You're going to take the result home with you. The cure, the fix, the remedy, the healing. Sing it. Oh, I feel better. I feel something's happening. I feel a hallelujah swelling up.
It's a good night to activate your rights for this is what you was created for the creator created you to praise him and to worship him when you're down or when you're up you can praise him in the valley you can praise him on the mountain cause this God's word to be praised at all times cause it's by my praise in him the time's gonna get me out of the valley anyway praise God praise God you might excited about praising this God Sister Joyce, this is God you can praise at a touch. A, a daughter's got two kidney stones. Amen. You can praise this God, hallelujah. And you praise him in that manner. I believe you. you know what? God, I'm praising you because I believe you can do something about it. Woo, hallelujah. When doctors can't do nothing, medication can't do, do anything, and lawyers can't. I'm going to tell you something, even about some of these backslid kids. Hallelujah. You can take them to all the street kids you want to. You can put them in all the jails you want to. But I'll tell you one thing. There's only one God that can redeem them. There's only one God that can turn around. I'm going to praise this God. I'm going to praise this God because I really know where my hope's at. So he's, he's worthy. You don't believe it? Read the last chapter of Psalms. High sounding cymbals, string instruments, right down to everything that's got breath. Praise ye the Lord. That old blue bird, that old black bird, that old red bird, the trees, everything is worshiping. Amen. That creator. Hallelujah. I, I'm telling you, we sing the song sometimes. I'm not going to let a rock take my place. Praising this God. God bless you tonight. What a move of the Lord, a touch of God's in this house. Amen. Don't lose the praise. You hold on to it. Regardless of what's coming or going. Man, to praise and magnify and exalt Him is going to mean something. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, praise is a way to get out of a valley a lot of times. You're feeling depressed and you're feeling down and out. You feel like getting a hold of you. You just start praising Him. You start magnifying Him. You start talking to people about Him and lifting Him up. Guess who showed to show up? <laughs> now something just will not hang around when Jesus shows up when the Holy Ghost gets to moving I'm telling you it just roots it out it just pushes it out of the way 
Praise God. Praise God. Brother Ford, it's good to see you tonight. God bless you. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Both Brother Fords. <laughs> Amen. God bless each one of you. Appreciate each one of you here tonight on this Monday night. Uh, I've always told all the missionary workers and evangelists, uh, this church has been so, so just, I mean, you're just outstanding when it comes to that. Because I've had them say, well, an off night. I said, most of them on off night, about half of them won't show up. I said, not at Bendale. Not at Bendale. I said, buddy, they'll show up on a Monday night just like they will on a Wednesday night. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Especially missionaries. Especially missionaries. They, they, they're kind of amazed about that. And I said, oh, no. Like I said, I can call any night. Amen. They don't have to have a month of notice either. <laughs> Praise God. Thank God for good, faithful people. Hallelujah. It's, we'll lay things aside and say, we're going to be there. Praise God. We'll push it to the Wednesday night. Hallelujah. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Pray for one another. Lift up one another. Keep praying for our country. Keep praying for revival. Amen. Let's believe in God like never before. Okay? God bless you. Appreciate you.